Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And today we are talking about part three of Ant-Man. This is the criminal's plan to the end of the movie. Uh, end credits and all. Yep. And as usual, here's our faux IMDb summary. With the full team assembled, they hoist the heist, which surprisingly does not go as planned. This leads to a battle on a scale never before seen in the MCU. I mean, it's not a big scale. It's still a scale that we haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite epic. And, you know, just because we had one IMDb summary doesn't mean we don't have another. So we're going to start off with... Uh, them planning the heist. So as a heist nears and the team is assembled, everyone does some last minute prep to get ready for the mission. So we're going to start off uh, where we left off last week with the three wombats uh, are now brought into the fold. And um, they get to see Scott's shrinking tech for the, or is Hank's shrinking tech for the first time. And, and this gets me thinking uh scott's lungs are probably the size of like grains of sand now right Mm -hmm. yeah but he's talking to them as they're freaking out and they have no headsets which is what i assumed like hope and hank had had the whole time how is he that loud (laughs) yeah huh um uh the the helmet the ant-man helmet maybe that has some kind of speaker or just a speaker, maybe not some kind of speaker, like a standard <laughs> yeah. type of speaker. <laughs> but wouldn't that like rupture um, uh, Scott's tiny, tiny eardrums? Huh. <laughs> I, do, I, oh God, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually thought about this hmm. while uh, looking at a later scene when Darren was fighting him, like shooting at him when he's tiny. Uh-huh. But it makes sense here now, too. It, it, yeah, you're right. Um, and then how loud would it be for normal sized people talking to him? I guess that maybe he has a filter in the helmet, so maybe that helps him. Yeah. But, I mean, hmm. it's possible that it's not hurting him because he's so dense. You know, he's all his molecules are together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. the, the vibrations would knock him down if you're making a regular size human's voice out of that little tiny person, little tiny thing. (laughs) Well, uh, I I don't know about that one because I mean, you ever like talk toward uh, an ant in front of you? Like, I I mean, I don't think I've have have done that either, but I don't think like, like, I'm sure an actual ant would not um, die if I were talking three feet away from it. Yeah, but they're they're evolved to handle big sounds like that, or probably not even register big sounds like that. Yeah, or that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Plus, it's very hard to knock over an ant with six legs. Scott's on two. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I guess this is just a question for the ages. Yep. <laughs> probably answered in the comics, but we just established before we haven't read Ant Man comics, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you have decades of that versus one movie, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we've well, got some questions. Yeah, I mean, two movies. I watched half of Ant Man and the Wasp before we started recording, but I oh, ran okay. out of time. 
you know, I had a week between recording part two and part three, but I waited literally the last hour before we started recording to try to watch it. it didn't work out well. Is that why? Is that why you delayed this, like us getting? No, that that had to do with cat vomit. But Ooh. don't want to get into that. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I yeah. don't really want to get into that either. <laughs> okay, you asked, <laughs> and you asked on the air, so. And I regretted it on yep. the air. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I like Dave and Kurt and Luis's um reactions, where it's like Kurt talks about gypsies and David's witchcraft, and um, Luis is like David David Copperfield. Which is like, okay. It just talks to how, I guess, they were raised. What they believed in. Uh-huh. Yeah. We get a lot more of, like, Kurt's belief in the supernatural in the next Ant-Man movie. Huh, I don't remember any of that. I guess... Yeah. When they talk about the ghosts, he talks about Baba Yaga. Which is, uh-huh. like, a... I remember looking it up after, like right after the movie came out, and it's like a Eastern European mythological, like demon person. Uh huh. Yeah, and he just that's who he thinks the ghost is is Baba Yaga. It's like a running <laughs> joke through the movie. Oh, okay. I God, I don't remember that at all. Then again, oh. like we said last week, it's been so long, and yeah. I said I'd watch it. I mean, you've at least watched more of Ant Man too than. Yeah than i have in this past week i I lied i said i watched half of it i like watched the first half hour (laughs) but that part was in it (laughs) okay all right and you were able to extrapolate that the amount of times that he's he refers to baba yaga that's probably the same amount of time the rest of the movies probably no um i remember (laughs) him saying it multiple times okay i remember it coming up okay okay Well, anyway, apparently these guys were overloaded, so they had to give him a Xanax and have Hank explain the science of the suit to make them pass out. Which, maybe it's because I'm a very different type of person. I would be fascinated by the science of the suit, because it makes no sense. Yeah, I would have tons of questions. (laughs) Maybe... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, maybe he's a horrible, horrible teacher. Like... Could like be. maybe he's one of those those people who just drones on so slow and he says this and he gets super technical he's not really relating it to them as far as what they can understand you know instead of saying like oh it denses the molecules maybe he's using other sciencey words that mean the exact same thing but they're like Quantum. 20 syllables yeah, yeah. probably <laughs> i i was going to say this is the reason why we didn't get into the um smoothie stealing business and they did we just have different <laughs> personalities <laughs> is that a business who knows probably not actually but you know what i'm saying uh-huh. yeah i think we all know what you're saying yeah so it's a anyway, business that'll grow in the next few years yep when everyone <laughs> gets smoothies everyone will need them stolen cha-ching <laughs> So, um, we get Hope's leaving, and she's, like, the worst teammate ever. Um, she gets, she says to him, it's like, uh, she tells him, like, maybe you'll pull this off, and I, I almost like you. I'm just like, you're going into a life and death situation. Freaking BS him. Just make <laughs> a, <laughs> you need to sell him on this. 
and he's the one with the most to lose his life right i mean every everyone else is still going into a dangerous situation but but scott's the the one who like will literally has the highest chance of death i think yeah probably like, i mean yeah even, it ends it ends up being a lot more dangerous than we thought it would be but yeah yeah, exactly. Like their plan is already super dangerous, and then it just goes off the rails. But <laughs> yeah, not to mention, um, like if he doesn't succeed, your life is in danger because <laughs> Crazy Cross will know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, Scott then proceeds to use his power selfishly to go visit his daughter. So. I guess he'll eventually be a supervillain. Absolute power corrupts. Yeah. I don't know how absolute power, absolute this power is, but he can shrink really small. So. All right. Near absolute power corrupts. Or moderate power corrupts moderately. I guess. He's just. Yeah, that's that's a better phrase. I just couldn't <laughs> think of a word like moderate for that. So. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I put the next dot on the wrong spot. Is there anything else we want to talk about, about, like, pre, I don't know, pre-hoisting the heist? <laughs> uh, no, no, I've, I've got nothing. Um, oh, actually, no, no, I do have one last thing. Yeah. Um, so there, there was a spot we kind of, I don't know, we skipped over a little bit, not, mm-hmm. not really, but, uh. Luis was was talking about going undercover and he wanted to whistle and do all this stuff. He had a whole character in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, he was wasn't he the getaway driver before when they robbed the Pym house? So it feels like they're taking him away from the thing that he normally does to something completely else or something completely different. Like, why not send one of the other two? I don't know why they would or wouldn't. That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I feel like either of the guys, Dave or Kurt, well, maybe Dave would be better at this, and he doesn't have a specialized role. Kurt has his computery stuff, so I guess it's important for him to do that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say he should probably stay with the same thing, but I, yeah. I forgot both of their names. I, I only remember Luis. So, okay. Y- yeah. Like, uh, I, well, I, uh, Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no! I was just gonna make some sounds because I didn't have the rest of the sentence for him. Oh, in my okay. Head, so <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I do have that note in here. The individual uh, roles. Uh, I have uh, Dave is wheels on the ground. Kurt is eyes in the sky, and Louis is in uniform as a designated whistler. <laughs> And this is probably why he got arrested, because he's not really good at blending in. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. yeah. his first thought of a new character is to do something that no one else is doing. Mm-hmm. Whistling. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And just a little side note, when I wrote Eye in the Sky, Eyes in the Sky, I wrote it a sky with an E, which just shows how much I want to get to Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a week away. You're so close. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next thing. Each member of Team Ant-Man does their part to infiltrate Pimtech. Some members are more successful than others. 
<laughs> it's true. It is. It is 100% true. So I kind of broke this up by person within it. So we'll start with um, Hank just trying to walk in to a place he's allowed to go into, and he's the only one stopped by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> now that's some bad luck. The one guy you shouldn't be worried about. That's that's true because he also doesn't have to do anything for the plan too, right? Like he just has to be there. Yeah. Um, and that's a question I have in a little bit. I'll get to that okay. in a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave recognizes the Crown Vic as the cop car that undercover cops use, which, based on no scientific knowledge, I believe that. <laughs> Because it seems like in every show that's the cop car they use, or the type of car they use. Yeah, Why do they like... use the same goddamn car? <laughs> <laughs> I so I I've heard like different things over the years, and maybe it's like a you know they're all just kind of different reasons. But like I, if if I remember one thing I heard was that the the police across the country all really liked them. And then, um, who who was the manufacturer of that car? Uh, uh, Ford or something or uh, whoever it was. Um, they even stopped making it like that car, but they like for nor for everyone to to buy. But because uh, police wanted, oh, it was Ford. Okay, yeah. Um, but because police wanted them so much, you know, it's the, the car that they know, and they probably do a bunch of customization and stuff. Uh, they still made those for police, so. No idea if that's true or not, but that's one of the things I heard. Um, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just a bulk deal, right? You you buy a hundred, you get the hundred and first free. Yeah, well, that seems like one hell of a deal. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I understand the lure of um, saving money, but doesn't that defeat the purpose of having an undercover car if you've got a car that all the undercover people use? Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe okay. they shouldn't be the ones using that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the other cops, the non undercover cops, just the yeah. cover cops, overcover <laughs> yeah. cops, whatever you call it. <laughs> um. So, uh, to get um Hank in, Dave steals decides to steal their Crown Vic and just <laughs> give it for a joyride, which shows for the first time, it shows how easily distracted these guys are <laughs> because <laughs> you've got something and then the car, your car drives away, which is a big deal. You'll probably get in trouble for that, but uh -huh, you just yeah. let your suspect or whoever, whatever you would call Hank at this section, go into a highly secure building that you can't get into. So you let them go. That's, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that car probably has a tracking device on it. If they, they'll, they'll be able to get it yeah. back. Yeah, it's a Lojack. hassle, I'm sure, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Lojack, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, he it's crashes not like the they're car. Gonna... Oh, go oh, sorry, no, I was just gonna say it's not like they're gonna outrun it or something. It's a car, and they're humans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're regular humans. It's yeah. not like Captain America, Black Panther in Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they they won't be able to catch up to the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So he crashes the car. And runs back, and it's a perfect crime. You, no one knows who he is, and then he honks his freaking horn and gives it away because Paxton's heard the Mexican horn before. <laughs> so, okay, as soon as I saw that, 
uh, this time, like it's it's it, it just you know tangent thing. It's it's kind of fun actually rewatching these things, like getting ready to to talk about them because noticing so many more things just from that angle. Like this mm-hmm. being one of them. Like he immediately recognizes that sound. Why? Why does he know that van? I kind of want that backstory. I want like that clip of him comically arresting them or something. Oh well, he knows it because when um Scott visited for Cassie's birthday, he was in the van and he honked the horn. So let's let's go thirty seconds back to when I said I'm watching this stuff to pay attention. Yes. Apparently, I lied. <laughs> I guess I don't pay attention as well as I thought. Because you're right, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> well, that's what happens uh, when you watch the first hour and a half a movie, then wait a week. To watch the last 40 minutes <laughs> that okay yeah that's true that's true <laughs> <laughs> that al would have been foreshadowing ah oh. yeah okay i'm still i'm still picking up on that okay yeah, no, we'll get there we'll get there all right <laughs> <laughs> all right well um hank sneaks in and darren um finds hank and hope to invite them in to his Pro- illegal selling of weapons to a terrorist organization? Why did he even invite Hank? <laughs> and everyone else? Yeah, and everyone else. Be- yeah, be- but- well, it's- I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, but in th- they're the only ones allowed in this little private room. Like, I don't understand at all. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is Is it just a, like... Hey, look at me! I'm the big man now. I'm selling to the Hydra. I'm selling to people. It doesn't matter. I'm making money. Woo! Is it like that? Is it that? Maybe you just. I mean, I guess, and it could be. I'm selling to the people who used to fight against. Well, I mean, they didn't know Hydra was there, and Hydra was running Shield, so I don't know how well that works. But you know, Hydra as the enemy of Shield, and Hank used to work for Shield. So I guess it's just like, haha, screw you. I don't know. It does, a lot of his plan, Darren's plan, does not make sense to me. But. Yeah. I mean, I guess it just goes back to, you know, he's kind of going a little crazy now because of the yeah. the shrinking particles that he, he works near. Not that he ever tested it <laughs> on himself, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And you, th- well, no, Darren wouldn't care. But you think if this was like a real company, they would test the effects on humans. But he doesn't care. You know, that's actually a good point. Have they actually tested this on humans before the suit? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the last thing we saw was a, a sheep, the sheep, a lamb. Yeah. I don't remember which one was which. Um, yeah, the sheep or lamb, okay. whatever. But yeah, I. I'm wondering if now, is Darren the first person other than Hank, I mean, first person in the company to ever shrink? They have to have tested this on someone. Why? This seems like a thing that Darren would not have a problem with. Just selling it to people, not intending to wear the suit. But who cares if all these Hydra people die if he gets the money? No, you're right. That's true. Huh. 
Man, too bad it actually worked then on the first try with the I know. <laughs> <laughs> Could have saved a bunch of time and hassle at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll uh, skip to uh, Luis. I'll do all Scott stuff together. Okay. Yeah. So um, Luis is his own damn man. He's going to whistle anyway. <laughs> Check that out. He gets in. He's, like, he's whistling. Um, and then we find out Luis's superpower. He is one punch man. <laughs> um, everyone goes. He talked. I mean, they even foreshadowed that at the beginning of this movie, where he's saying he's the only guy who punched the guy in prison out. You know, he's the only one who knocked the other guy out. Oh, I totally missed that. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's all I have for Luis, at least for this part. <laughs> um. I was kind of wondering the uh, his choice of music when he was whistling the uh, "It's mm-hmm. a Small World." Um, yeah. I mean, it's a nice touch, but I'm kind of curious why he chose that. Was it a the writers said, "Oh, this is a Disney thing now, so we got to do that, and we have the rights," or was it a "Oh, because everything is small, it's you know Ant Man shrieking," or you know just well, both. I, I did not put that together. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that makes it a lot better that now because everyone's shrinking he's saying it's a small world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean it's all new to him he's only been there for well i guess a day he's only known about that stuff for like 24 hours well yeah but then that's all on your mind it's not something normal so you gotta think about <laughs> you think about small things and shrinking and whatnot small worlds after all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you okay, think they're going to shrink thanos and just step on them and that's going to be in the <laughs> end game oh god maybe that would be I mean, terrible. I kind of hope so now. <laughs> I mean, take, I mean the, take the gauntlet, take the gauntlet off, and they shrink him, and now they just have him in a vial somewhere. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, okay. that, that's I mean, that's one of the things the Russo brothers have said that they're they they don't really like doing the obvious things. So yeah, which makes me happy because the obvious thing is you know reversing time with the time gem so i'm really hoping that's not the solution but mm-hmm. yeah it uh it, it might actually be that okay well I'll, uh, hopefully i'll remember this for when we make our prediction episode <laughs> good luck <laughs> we'll see <laughs> so um so now we'll get into ant filtration scott's infiltration <laughs> um so he makes a rookie mistake instantly he opens the door to the van and wide open in front of anyone who could see, he shrinks and falls down the grate. <laughs> I had the same thought. <laughs> Why? Like, shrink in the thing and then have Dave open the door or fly in an ant out the window. Stop so, being stupid. <laughs> the only thing I could think of was there was no one there. Like they were facing water. That seems like a risk yeah exactly it's not like he had time to look around either he just opened the door and went for it yep (laughs) and the shot wasn't even i mean it was kind of cool but it wasn't even that cool come on Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i'd give it i'd uh, give it a pass if it was like a really cool shot but no yeah 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 you've already seen him shrink a handful of times so it's it's old hat at this point yeah well yeah i mean no matter how much he shrinks, it's, always, it's less than a handful of times because it's so it's so small. No, okay. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
right, well, um, so he jumps down the um, sewer grate and he uses the ant raft, coming soon to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just like they set up earlier, they use all the ants to do different things. Carpenter ants to fly, the bullet ants to distract, the crazy ants to short out servers, even though that's not what crazy ants would do, <laughs> and erase all the data backup. <sighs> they had things on their back, didn't they? Yes. So I okay. wanted to talk about those things. Go ahead. Um, actually, before that, just a, a little bit, just to do things in order, um, let's, mm-hmm. let's rewind a little bit more to when uh, Scott was on the ant raft. So okay. he's in the water, he's on the raft, and there are some ants coming down this this pipe, and he latches onto those ants and climbs up. How did those ants get inside, and why didn't he just go that way? That's a very good question. Um, it's a very very good question. <laughs> I that's, what if they're just what wait, wait what if those ants are just ants inside the building? And he controls any ants nearby. Oh, okay. And he has like an ant sense to, to know where they are, sort of. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah, that works for me. I mean, if it's, it's a giant building, it would just make sense that there would be ants. It's also mm-hmm. a pin building, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, every time, <laughs> uh, every time uh, Hope shows up to work, she brings just a little handful of ants. So be prepared. <laughs> yeah. She's got like a vial of them and she just like puts them somewhere. Yeah. Out. yeah. Okay. I'll take that. All right. Cool. Cool. That works. All right. So moving to, to what you said, um, these ants that fried the servers, they had like some sort of backpack thing on them. And mm-hmm. then when they, um, when they were ready to destroy everything, like something came out of this harness and floated like an inch above them. And then they all, in synchronous fashion, just destroyed everything. Um, yeah. The hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm sure you have I, the same question. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're the tech guy. <laughs> oh, God. So we, it, okay, if I remember correctly, we did actually see Hank working on this earlier in the in the movie. like Because he was mm-hmm. doing some stuff to get ready. So I guess he just made a ton of these things or made one and controlled all the ants to make them themselves however that works out but uh, it so like there's already a handful of different like really cool probably super useful tech things that hank has made in this movie that Mm -hmm. like could, could probably be used to to help the world you know ignoring the whole shrinking and growing type of stuff uh you know, I guess controlling ants is probably useful. Um, whatever this harness thing is on the ants, no idea, but it looks really cool. And I'm sure there are technical uses for that that aren't weapon related. Yeah. So I just wanted to go on that kind of rant. Like this is an, yet another <laughs> thing that he has created that he is not sharing with the rest of the world because he's an ass. But it also puts in my mind that, you know, much like Tony Stark, Hank Pym can create anything, right? Yeah, that's true. Why did they have to go after that one piece in the Avengers um, storage? Why couldn't he <laughs> Why just build it? another one? <laughs> uh, that is a good question. I have no idea. 
it's just an excuse to have us fight the Falcon. <laughs> I kind of assume so, yeah. 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 Because we also see, like, um, just to uh, justify this, we see Hope, like, put that little piece somewhere so they can get access to everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you could put an ant somewhere and have a little ant backpack and it would do the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> she could have just brought in a vial of ants. Yeah. It would have been... I mean, I guess it would have been the same size. Like I was about to say, it would have been smaller so she can get it through a metal detector, but never mind. It's She can just shrink that thing. Yeah, I mean, she can... Um, also, you can have those little backpack things disable the um, the laser grid that's going to kill Scott later. Or nearly that kill Scott That too. Later. You're right. Yeah. Alright, well... Um, we get the part with... Uh, they also set the charges, right? Uh-huh. Uh, um, and to show the difference between uh, Scott and Hank, Scott actually cares enough to have all those little ants airlifted away <laughs> so they don't die in the explosion. So I had a theory on this, actually. Okay. Um, okay. That, what you just said, makes a lot more sense. But my other theory was that those backpack things that the ants had were super expensive. And, and Hank just wanted them back. Maybe. But, I don't know. Hank can build anything he wants. He could just build more of them. It, how long have they been planning this? Probably not more than, like, <laughs> two months. <laughs> he built all these things. Yeah, okay. All right. I mean, it's a it's a material. It's the raw materials in it. But, no, you're probably right. He, he, he seems like the kind of guy that he has enough money he can get by, you know, the rest of his life and doesn't really care, so... And he's about to destroy his own company, so he he really seems fine with it. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're right. Yeah. yeah. Probably all disinvested in it a long time ago, when it started becoming evil. <laughs> so um, we get the part with uh, Paxton and his partner, who I never cared to know his name. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to remember Paxton's name after this either. Uh, <laughs> arresting uh, Kurt and Dave. <laughs> like as Kurt's trying to disable the laser, so he like I like this scene. He jumps, and then Kurt says, "Wait!" He's like, "Wait, no!" <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, but he does it. He dives in. The laser gets shut off, and Darren catches them. Dun dun dun. <gasps> so yeah, that was our infiltration part. <laughs> so next part. With Ant-Man caught, our heroes are subjected to a supervillain monologue. I mean, that's, that's this part. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ant-Man is uh, caught, and the, uh, yeah, they get the superhero monologue. Uh, Darren has been on... How long has Darren known about Scott? Just like since the night before when he walked in? Or was it the night before when he came over? How long yeah, I was wondering. I was wondering this. Um, I mean, yeah, it was the night before when Darren showed up yeah. because he he like said it like, "Hey, I'm doing we're we're doing this thing tomorrow." So then they're like, "Oh, we gotta change up our plans and everything." So mm-hmm. that's been a day, but I it kind of feels like he's known about the whole plan for a while now. Yeah, like how weeks maybe. Yeah, how did he know? It, was he just looking for anyone who escaped from somewhere under mysterious circumstances? Because he knew, like, they show it on the screens, like, he put it all together, that Scott disappeared 
with no trace and x y and z happened it was like why was he even caring about scott at that point anyway yeah i can't imagine that's uh was was that news was that in the newspaper that he escaped or I that mean, someone escaped i don't remember i don't know because it's not like he's a dangerous criminal it might be a little news blip but it's not going to be like big on tv or headline news or anything yeah uh, and the way that, that Cross described Scott, he was like, oh, he's exactly the kind of person that Hank would look for to do this whole thing. So I don't really Does know what that means, but like why he has a type. Yeah, I mean, is this how Darren used to be? Did Was he a cat burglar at one point? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh, maybe. Why Hank was all invested in him for a while. <laughs> I it's, oh, God, I have no idea. Also, another problem I have with this. He knows about what happened at the Avengers facility. If Captain America is not supposed to know, does that mean he has a mole in the Avengers facility? <laughs> well, he has Hydra. You'd think Which... the Avengers would be a little wary of, like, super background check everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true, but I... I... I don't know. I mean, Hydra's still around, apparently. Yeah. And they're still doing stuff. I mean, you you don't know. They're, hey, they were pretty yeah. embedded. Yeah. Is this a Ward's crew? Are they in conjunction with Ward? Who's trying to rebuild Hydra at the end of last season? I don't know. You know what? Given the little bit that I'm remembering mm -hmm. of hydra in season three of agents of shield i'm gonna go with no okay but at the same time i mean the stuff that happened with hydra in uh age of ultron i mean they they seem to be like a more of a splinter cell or maybe not a splinter cell but like there were different forms of hydra like there are already different yeah. heads going off and doing different things so yeah, yeah I, I don't i don't think so I don't, I don't think that that would be the same group okay which I mean, well, I mean, we all know Hydra will never really be gone because this is a comic book universe. So as many times as they destroy Hydra, there will always be more Hydra. <laughs> uh, cut off one head and you just have to go looking for two more. Yep. That's true. <laughs> I think that's the same, too. Um, so we get this, uh, like, gun fight scene where Scott breaks out using one of his discs. So I guess he's just like grew one part of the container he's in and the rest just shattered yeah that's what i was thinking happened like it, it was yeah. only a portion of it but in like the stress of it kind of kind of messed with that so yeah okay new questions about you know these discs anteranks <laughs> huh anteranks like anteranks because <laughs> 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 This is the Batman and Star Wars all the way down. <laughs> yep, yep, pretty much. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that, that answer asks the question is like, when he throws it and it hits the train later, why isn't just part of the train bigger? Why is it the whole train there, but not the whole container here? I assumed there was a setting, like a dial of some sort. I don't, I don't. I think. I think you assume too much. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally like my only answer. Because yeah, I had the exact same thought. Like, how does that work here? 
and then if it, he's growing it like does he control how much the glass grows because if not then you know he's going to grow full size and then the the glass is going to grow as much as he is so then now we have like three foot shards of glass going throughout the room and yeah and i don't i don't know how that works yeah neither do i um yeah so we get this cool well i say cool fight scene because that's how i explain every fight scene but uh-huh. <laughs> you look at it if it wasn't for all the shaky candy camera moves and the quick cuts it would look kind of silly with these guys just flying around with nothing touching them <laughs> <laughs> that is true which maybe they should have done it that way because that would have really stayed in line with the movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, that that works. <laughs> yeah. I guess we did actually already see that with uh, with Hank Pym as as Ant Man in the the earlier stuff. Yeah, where they they magically zoomed into the grainy grainy footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, during this time, uh, Hank gets shot. I don't even know by who. I think it was just a random person. Um, and then Hope uses the ants to make sure that Darren can't fire, which is something I wouldn't have thought of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, Hydra escapes with the shrinking formula, which <gasps> will come up maybe sometime in the future. Hasn't come up yet, but... You're right. Huh. <laughs> I never, never noticed that, that before. Yeah. <laughs> Where did they go? They weren't in the... Wait, weren't they in the helicopter with him later? No, I think these are other people in the helicopter later. Okay, I think right. they just escaped. They walked out the front door, <laughs> <laughs> just in time. Okay, all yep. right. Or they could have been shrunk up into the building like everyone else was when it explodes. But yeah, yeah, I gotta. We we're, we're gonna talk about that one a little bit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Anything else for this little part you want to talk about? Uh, no, no, I think we're good, but we are at that magical moment, so it's mm-hmm. time to time to take a break to pay the bills. So, right. <clears throat> Tony, and listeners, do you sometimes wish that you could change the size and density of an object just by throwing something at it? Constantly. Does your love life... Does your love <laughs> life need that little extra spice? Is your utility belt just an empty belt? Yes. Now I'm actually asking the question. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you said utility bill, and I was confused. But continue. I'm on the same page now. (laughs) Okay, okay, good, good. Belt. Utility belt. (laughs) Um, Well, then in that case, you need Crazy Uncle Dr. Pym's Antarangs. They're like Batarangs, but Ant-Man uses them. Find them anywhere online but Amazon. (laughs) But Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then I'll never find them. That's all the place I shop. <laughs> I know it's a big problem. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes I, I kind of regret that we um, that we sold out and started adding ads to this, but they're so short, at least that I feel like it's it's a decent compromise. Yeah, that's true. You could listen <laughs> yeah. to other podcasts that literally have like ten minutes of ads in the middle of the episode. It's really annoying. <laughs> Screw you, cracked. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I I said always the same. (laughs) I said it. Cracked, come at me. Cracked, prove you're listening. That'd be really cool. Anyway. (laughs) All right. Mm -hmm. So, moving on to the next part. In a race against time, Scott has to fight his way to Darren's helicopter, while everyone else has to escape Pimtech before the bombs detonate. 
Dun, dun, dun. Alright, so I'm starting off with the keychain tank. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, it's a big deal. Like, when you see it for the first time, it's like, holy crap. But when I watch it this time, knowing what's going to happen, the best part is still the, that the tank still has a giant key ring on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thought. I totally didn't even notice before. <laughs> um, how long, Because when I take the keys, maybe it's because I keep my nails really, really short. But when I take keys off a key ring, it takes a second. It takes a little bit. <laughs> how long were they in there t- pulling keys off of that key ring? <laughs> I mean, I guess they knew how much time they had, so they could take their their time to to be ready for it. I guess I don't I don't know. I mean, they they knew that they only had fifteen minutes before that bomb went off. Which, by the way, I forgot to mention, only fifteen minutes for this sort of thing. It seems a bit seems a bit uh, short, but okay, all right. Let's. We'll, I mean, we'll come back to this. Yeah. If everything went to plan, it would probably take more than that amount of time for Scott to get out. And are Hope and Hank just going to, like, in the middle of a conversation, run away really fast? <laughs> that was their plan. They look at the watch. Oh, five minutes. Yep. Uh, pull the fire alarm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pull the fire alarm. <laughs> yeah. Takes more yeah. than five minutes to evacuate a building for a fire alarm. I have no idea mm-hmm. how long, but a building of that size? Uh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But you need to get further away because you could get sucked into the building, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um. At this moment, when the tank comes out, we get Paxton and his partner getting distracted again. He's about to arrest Kurt and Dave, and then he runs away. I mean, I mean yeah. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Fair. There is a tank flying out. That's. I forgive him for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like th- this is a worthwhile distraction. The- these are just two bit crooks that they have no idea why they're there. Something's mm-hmm. going on. They probably figure out two and two a little bit later when, you know, a tank comes bursting out of a building and then the building disappears. So, yeah, they'll have some questions later. But yeah, I just had a thought that we should have brought up earlier, but uh-huh. now we're just going to put it right here. Guy crashes. They're Crown Vic. He hears a horn he recognizes. Why are those two cre- uh, connected? <laughs> <laughs> he saw them. When? Or, so, okay, okay, all right. Uh, he saw, and I don't remember the, the character's name, the guy that actually stole the car. Oh, right, Dave. Right? Yeah, Dave. Didn't he see Dave in the driver's seat? Oh, he might have. And it just brought his attention to him. Yeah, so he was like, oh, wait a minute. The, okay. you know, I, I know the the truck horn because of Scott, and Scott was a criminal. Maybe he's a criminal again. Or at a minimum, why is Scott there? Either way, he associates that horn with Scott, and they're still trying to find him to arrest him. Okay. I'll, I'll let that pass. I'll, I'll accept that one. Okay, all right. Back to where we are. <laughs> okay. Where Where is that again? Um, The run down the hallway. His ant attack. Okay, got it. You know, cool. Yeah, with the bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, this scene, a version of this scene was like leaked online back when Edgar Wright was putting it on as like a concept of what Ant-Man would be like. 
it was um did you ever see that video no i didn't yeah it was pr- almost the same scene except for he's running towards two like security guards guarding an elevator that he has to get to and it's completely cgi it was like before they cast paul rudd or anything like that mm-hmm. yeah but i remember seeing that I was like okay i could get behind the ant-man movie because okay. you know you hear an ant-man movie and you're like really come on guys <laughs> Go back to your talking trees. Forget all this Ant-Man stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but, uh, you know, when when I heard about Ant-Man, it was, you know, probably not too long after I heard about Guardians of the Galaxy. And I remember thinking, mm-hmm. like, huh, I don't really know much about either of these. Well, let's see. Marvel hasn't made a bad movie yet. So, I mean, that's still my mindset, right? Like, yeah, they haven't made true. a bad movie. So, I'm good. 21 movies in. Mm-hmm. yeah no 20 movies in i mean 21 for you guys i'm assuming captain marvel's not bad <laughs> but we ha- we're in the past it's coming mm-hmm. out in the month for us god we are so far behind we need to calculate when endgame comes out so we don't just bypass it <laughs> we'll do that we'll do that later yeah <laughs> yeah or fast forward time anyway all right <laughs> um yeah, so it, it seems that it's come in handy of his shrinking and jumping through keyholes and then coming back out. Because I was thinking, like, when he was practicing in, that, in the house, how many keyholes nowadays are just holes? Like, I think none of them. <laughs> so it's lucky that this guy decided to shoot through a pane of glass to make a hole so Scott doesn't just hit the glass and bounce right off harmlessly. You're right. So maybe we're thinking of it as the opposite because Hank taught uh, Scott how to do that. Right. And he was Mm -hmm. like, oh, let me just, you know, we'll we'll Mr. Miyagi this up. Right. Instead of, you know, he's teaching him to wax the car, which, you know, in, in the in the movie, it's jumping through a keyhole. But that's because he actually knows where that skill is really useful. Jumping through holes from. In, in a wall from a, a gunshot. Yeah. Um, I've never seen the Karate Kid. Oh, okay. You, yeah. Um, <laughs> does the waxing the cars, which is a famous scene, does mm-hmm. that ever become useful? Or it that does, more like... yeah. It's, it's um, so he, the motion that he uses to wax the car mm-hmm. uh, is the same motion that he uses to block. Uh, okay. Yeah. I and thought so it was he... more like a Zen thing. Like, yeah. top your mind. But apparently no, it's no, more. it's one of those like actually doing this, and at the same time, Mr. Miyagi just wanted his car waxed. I oh assume. yeah, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although God, I haven't watched those movies in uh, decades at this point, so I get to I get to rewatch you those. Yeah. You didn't watch the YouTube TV show thing? No, I considered it and then decided not to. Oh, huh. I saw. Did, yeah, did you? Like was it? I've was never it seen any or? of them. That. Oh, that okay. yeah, I've never seen Karate Kid, and that would be a really weird choice for me to do, is to subscribe <laughs> to YouTube Live to watch this miniseries of a show, a movie I've never seen. <laughs> oh, you had to be subscribed to watch it. Yeah. Oh, I believe. Well, you know what? I assume I thought all those like, you know, moderately higher budgeted stuff on YouTube. I thought that was all YouTube Live, or not Live, but YouTube Red, or whatever they call it now. I, yeah. Um, huh. I don't know. I heard they okay. renamed it, but I didn't care enough to look. Anyway. That's probably good. 
considering that a lot of people assume, you know, tube and red with some other type of site. Yes, this is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> and yes. Red book. Isn't that a uh, magazine? <laughs> I No, I was thinking of an adult entertainment site. No, I, I know. Oh, okay. All right. I had no idea. All right. Well, there we go. Anyway. <laughs> I know. I was trying to keep this PG-13. <laughs> At least. That's why, we, <laughs> that's why we bleep out stuff. <laughs> less and less anyway. as time goes on. But yeah. Well, yeah, because we... <laughs> I, now I'm really tempted to say one of the words. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> go for it. Continue. And then you have to find a, a sound for that. Well, it's really easy in this. They have this cool shrinking noise, which is really easy to find. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're right. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> not not going to do it. Not okay. going to do it. All right. So, yeah. So, um, he beats these guys up really easily. Well, I mean, moderately easily. He uses his entire body. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it seems to go very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then he has to dodge through bullets that are blowing up the model, which are its appropriate size for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luis saves him with his One Punch Man powers. Yeah, so. taking out two guys. Yeah. Two armed guards. <laughs> yeah. Who who are who are ready, I guess. I, I mean, I guess they kind of have tunnel vision, but they're, they're still kind of ready for something to, to go on. Yeah, all right. Go yeah. Luis. So, Maybe, um, okay. so we we were joking last last time, but I uh-huh. I don't know. As time goes on, I'm still thinking that movie three is going to be Ant Man and the Wasp and Luis. <laughs> I hope so. He deserves <laughs> it. If anyone deserves <laughs> it, he does. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so uh, Luis asks him if um are we the good guys now? And he's like, yeah. They're the good guys. So now he has to, you know, save the life of the guy he knocked out earlier. Not these two guys. Not these two guys, but the other, the boss guy that he knocked out earlier. He's just going to leave these guys to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe he woke up. So I, I really like that Luis actually asked because, you know, he, he's double checking. He's making sure just to be safe that they are still doing the good thing. Because, you know, especially when your plan is to destroy an entire building Putting a ton of people out of work, I guess. Potentially killing a good handful of people also in the same mm-hmm. process. Yeah. I think they pulled the fire alarm. I think they're okay. Everyone's just leaving. Yeah, it's yeah. All... They, they all make it out. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so now we're coming apart up to the saddest part of the movie. The death of a hero. Anthony. <sighs> Moment of silence. All right, that was done. So, <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was sad seeing it in theaters when the the world's luckiest or unluckiest bullet, however you want to think about it, hits mm-hmm. the ant, but does not hit the man riding on the ant. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, from Darren's point of view, that's like the world's unluckiest bullet. From Scott's point of view, it's pretty lucky that he didn't get shot too. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, I mm-hmm. I don't know who had good luck or who had bad luck in that scenario. <laughs> we know Anthony had bad luck. Okay, yeah, that's you're right. You're right. That's, that one's true. <laughs> and 
And then we get to the last little bit I just want to mention before we get to the helicopter fight. Um, is Luis escaping the building and getting into the van. Um, Paxton's yelling at him to stop, and he just yells, It's too loud! There's a tank! I can't hear you! <laughs> just like... <laughs> It makes perfect sense. It does. <laughs> He's got daredevil powers, except for they're all messed up. <laughs> to be fair, I have no idea how loud a tank actually is, but maybe, I don't know, a car can be loud, depending on the engine, but <laughs> I, don't but I feel like the tank has stopped moving, so I don't know. I think the tank's <laughs> off. I'm more curious of how hard it is to turn on and to move a tank. Because I'm assuming Janet drove it because Hank's been shot. Mm-hmm. And you'd think, and I'm just throwing out there, a tank's a more than one person job. Yes, it's like four or six people or something like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, they use the... um. And the Helen Commandos used the tank, just one person, those Hydra tanks in the first Avenger. Yeah, but those were special tanks. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I got nothing. Well, I this is a special first. tank. It used to be tiny. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we get onto the helicopter? Uh, looking at my notes, 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 notes. Uh, nothing. Nope, nope. That's it. I'm good right. to move on. All right. Alright, so after Scott catches up to Darren's helicopter, they have an epic battle that spans sky, water, and suitcase. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to start off with Superhero Landing number 36, our first Superhero Landing since uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2. Um, when Ant-Man dodges gunshots from Darren, he lands on, like, the armrest in Superhero Landing form. Um, I'm just saying there might have been more superhero landings, but he was too tiny to see. So I'm counting this one, the first <laughs> one I saw. <laughs> it, it doesn't really have that oomph feeling to it, too. I guess when he's that small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So we get this weird kind of interaction between Darren and Scott. Mostly, I mo- said it was weird because Darren could talk to Scott and hear Scott, but we already talked about that. But it's just a weird line that he has. He goes, Did you think you could stop the future with a heist? And he said, It was never just a heist. Um, When you're talking about anything other than like actual watching movies, do you use the word heist very often when people steal stuff? <laughs> I feel like it's a weird word choice. Yeah, I can't think of any other time, really. I mean, how, what else would you call this? Um, by stealing I... my crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that fits. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you think you stop the future by taking this, like, but with a heist? I mean, that just sounds awkward. <laughs> it kind of does. I don't know. I I, th- I feel like it. He he wanted to to to, you know, add substance to it. Maybe. He seems like the kind of guy that wants everything to be like super great yeah okay but heist nah whatever all right all right uh-huh yeah i don't know i have a problem with it whatever um <laughs> then here's the part you want to talk about we see pym tech implode mm-hmm. yeah you said you wanted something about that 
Yeah, I, I feel like we've kind of already alluded to everything that we wanted to say. Um, I really don't think everyone made it out of that building. So Definitely not the two guys Luis punched out after Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. And the... Uh... Oh, did he... Or did Hope... So, so who... Who got tasered? Or, or was that the guy that he saved? He ended up saving. No, he saved someone else. He saved a different I don't think guard. anyone got tasered yet. Okay. Scott someone... gets tasered later. No, there was that... Uh, when he first gets there, there was that part of the scene where he walks into a server room of some sort and some other guard says, what are you doing here? And Luis says, oh, boss oh, man told Luis me to... Pu- Luis punches him out. He that's does? the boss. Okay. That's the boss guy he saves. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. All right, never mind. So then the other guy who gets attacked by the super Schmidt Pain Index ants, that guy gets knocked out, and I guess he's left there. Okay, because Luis I takes mean, his clothes. Yeah, I thought he took the clothes of the guy, the boss guy. He knocked out. Oh, you're he right. Sees... He did. Yeah. He wasn't Schmidt paint. Although there was, you're right. There was one, someone he did knock out, right to let um hope in, to mm-hmm. um to put in you know the little piece he stole from the Avengers. That's pretty pointless. Yeah, I thought that was the Schmidt Payne indexed did 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 guy. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. What does Scott call them? I don't know what you're called, but this is gonna hurt. <laughs> that's a good name for him yeah. but we just keep using that one okay <laughs> well yeah so uh few people probably died many many ants died because i figure when scott's fighting these guys he's forgotten to control the ants and they're just wandering aimlessly and they'll all get sucked up Which... uh, unless they were already programmed to leave i mean yeah. when he oh, yeah. was going to steal the uh to steal the suit he had a bunch of them just already fly off that's true Okay, the ants are fine, and that's the important thing. All right, none of them died. 20, 50 humans died. Okay. I would probably put in, like, 8 or 10, because you have you need the guys who are, like, really loyal to Cross, and that's probably mm-hmm. not everybody. And they have the fire alarm going, and a tank. Okay. Like, once the tank's out, go bursts through the wall, you get the hell out of there, just <laughs> to look at the tank. <laughs> anyway. Um, and so we get their, their fighting, their shooting and Darren's literally killing everybody because he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And he knocks Scott out the window and I timed it from the 16 seconds from him getting knocked out the window to the next time we see Darren, he gets dressed in the um, yellow jacket suit. So he unshrinks <laughs> it, gets dressed and looks awesome in 16 seconds. So, okay, so you did more than me. Um, <laughs> I had the similar thought, and I remember us talking last time when Scott used the Ant-Man suit to break out of prison. He had mm-hmm. it in like eight or nine seconds. I forgot what yeah. the what number they it was were a down 10 to. 10-second countdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, okay, so I, I guess that makes sense. And then if you gotta, if you got to pull the suit out of the suitcase and all that stuff, like, okay, all right, let's add some time, but yeah. Maybe, you know, we never see how any of them put the suit on or take it off. Maybe it's kind of like an Iron Man thing where it just kind of gets on you. I would believe that with the yellow jacket suit. 
Not so much with the Ant-Man suit. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized that after I said it out loud. But yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, after shooting everybody, Darren proceeds to laser everybody um, <laughs> as they continue to fight. Mm-hmm. And um, they get... I like this little scene in the suitcase um, with all the things flying around and uh, Darren yells that he will... Disin- I will disintegrate you! Another weird word choice from Darren Gross. Mm-hmm. But we do get this um, the album Disintegration by The Cure. Um... And one thing I looked it up, the song they're playing is actually the first song in Disintegration, not even like the most popular song from the album, which is uh, Pictures of You, if you ever heard of it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's the most popular song of the album. But they, they had the piece or they had. They were mindful enough to <laughs> um, actually use the first song in the uh on the album called plain song which will be the final track of this episode <laughs> well i mean you got to keep some realism yeah <laughs> you gotta draw the line somewhere you gotta yeah, draw the yeah. line somewhere <laughs> <laughs> well yeah they laser and they fight and they probably killed at least like four or five other people or mm-hmm. um or like aircraft shooting lasers everywhere <laughs> yeah Plus, we have no idea where that helicopter crash lands. Oh, that's true. Didn't mm-hmm. think about that. <laughs> yeah. That's a fairly populated city, too, San Francisco. So it's... <laughs> yeah, uh, fairly. Yeah, it's, it hits a building, and there's there's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, where were they flying to? Maybe they were flying over the bay. They do go over a bridge when they're following him. Remember, pa- Paxton is following him in a car, and they're driving over a bridge. Huh. So maybe right. they I... were over the water. Well, but then they fell into a pool. So maybe not. <laughs> yeah, someone's backyard. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's a real casualty of this whole movie. This family's barbecue. <sighs> yeah. Um, I think we decided that super villain landings still count as superhero landings. Yes, we? we did decide that. We, yeah. we count all those Gordon ones. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um after being thrown through the window, Yellow Jacket has superhero landing number 37. So, yeah. Um, we also get, we see, uh, I had a thought, and then I decided my thought was wrong, but I'll still, <laughs> still talk about it. <laughs> Scott was thrown at the barbecue, and he comes back to regular size when he hits the barbecue, or before he hits the barbecue. And I thought, like, why the hell did he do that? But then I realized he would have been roasted alive if he was still tiny. So he just <laughs> severely burnt his back. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you got to remember that he's he still needs to save his life. He's not... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not super powerful. He's not super yeah. strong. He, mm-hmm. Even though he's pretty tough, that's still some pretty pretty high heats for uh, something of that size. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, yeah, and then uh, Yellow Jacket attacks him when he's still tiny, and he uses the ping pong paddle to knock him into the bug zapper. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, luckily for him, his extra appendages things are the exact same size as the great to the bug zapper, so he didn't fall in and burn to death. Man, lucky for him. Yeah. I do wonder, though, the way they play it, it seems like he was dead, and the electricity bought, brought him back to life, a la Frankenstein. 
that might be what happened. At a minimum, this guy was basically tortured for however long he was stuck there, which we don't really yeah. know. A few minutes? Yeah. Ten minutes? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, how, how long did it take to be reco- recovered from taser shockage? Because Paxton tasers him. I mean, in real life, My- that's not a thing. But in movie life, I don't know. Mind you, a building just imploded, but he goes following his wife's ex. So, well, he doesn't know it's it's Scott. To be fair, that's that's true. Did, why wait? Why is he even following the helicopter? Don't know. He's easily <laughs> distracted. That's what's happening. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have anything before we move on to the next section? The final no. big battle? <laughs> I've got nothing. No. Alright. After surviving the bug zapper, Darren makes the fight, for the fight personal and endangers Cassie. We see uh, a fight on a scale we have never seen before, and Scott nearly sacrifices himself by going subatomic to defeat Yellow Jacket once and for all. <sighs> yep. So Paxton um, gets distracted again fairly he finds his family's in danger. So he doesn't bring this criminal to jail. He turns the car around. Which mm-hmm. is fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give, give him that. Yeah, he, he gets he gets that one. Alright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um yeah, he brings it back and Scott when Scott's trying to put his head in the helmet, it makes me realize that his head shouldn't fit in that helmet. It almost looks like when Justin Hammer makes his butler try to put his head in the drone head. It doesn't work. <laughs> But somehow it does. It's like he's trying to push it on. It's like it's not. It's literally the same size as your head. The hole is like a third the size of your head. But somehow he gets it on anyway. (laughs) And then um, we get the the bedroom fight. He gets into the bedroom, and I like. I mean, this is a cool fight scene. Yeah, there are always cool fight scenes. I like the um, perspective sh- shift because when he's tiny, it looks like an epic battle. And when <laughs> it shows Cassie's point of view, it just looks like toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, like Toy Story came to life and they're at war with each other. Yeah. Isn't that a movie? It's like Little Soldiers or something like that. Oh, yeah. That was a movie, too. Yeah. Forget yeah. about that. I don't. I don't know if it was called Little Soldiers, but it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah, something like I don't. I know. I don't think I ever saw it. Um, during this battle, we get superhero landing number thirty-eight, Ant Man landing on Thomas the train engine, <laughs> and right after that, we get Scott throwing train cars. Um, if the train car hit him, would it actually knock him down? I'm very confused by the physics of this. Yeah, I don't understand because sometimes. They are perfectly fine. Other times they go flying 30 feet. Um, I don't think... like My assumption is that no, the tank would not actually knock him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what actually happens, though, in the movie. Uh, well, he blows them all out of the sky. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> or, or I say sky, but like three inches above the table. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, then the, uh, what is it, Scott, yeah, Scott's the only one who has it. He uses the, <laughs> um, Antarangs to try to enlarge, um, Yellow Jacket, mm-hmm. which, 
Would that really help him if he was bigger? Yeah, he's I, bigger. He's I, saying it will make it easier to hit, but then you're just throwing toy trains at him. So it's <laughs> not... <laughs> but he's stronger, right? Because he's, he's stronger at he's, his small size versus Yellow oh, yeah. Jacket still being normal human size. I don't know yeah. if that suit is like more protective or if it has other stuff, but uh, at a minimum... He's, it's titanium, he says in a later scene, in a little bit. I I wasn't sure if that was the entire suit or just the backpack. Well, I would assume the entire suit. Because then why wouldn't he just shrink and go through an armhole and try to get through the backpack the other way? Uh, good point. Okay, that works. Well, either way, uh, Scott misses, um, misses him twice. <laughs> he enlarges an ant. <laughs> And then he enlarges Thomas, the train engine. So he effectively destroys the house. And <laughs> I I have problems with this giant ant thing. Um, <laughs> it should, like, well, I mean, we'll talk about this a lot when we get to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. But if an ant gets so big, wouldn't it be too heavy to walk? Um. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the only reason <laughs> I know this... Is because I don't know why, but like a couple weeks ago, I was just scrolling through the internet and I just saw literally that question being asked. Um, <laughs> and the the answer was it has something to do with its size. Like those those legs are like it fits for that size, but if an ant actually became human size, then then no, there's no way it would be able to hold itself up with those legs. Yeah. Hmm. So finally, we found something wrong with Ant Man. Okay. Uh huh. All right. Now, we'll Tony. <laughs> now since we're at a, at a pause i didn't want to interrupt you earlier um now i wasn't going to correct you because you did it once but then you did it a second time so i just have to oh. to get it clear out there for everyone it's thomas the tank engine not thomas oh, the train engine it? yeah i've mm-hmm. never seen it <laughs> so i i, I think I, I watched it when i was a child i don't actually remember but i think i did i apologize to all you thomas the tank engine fans Apology accepted. On behalf of them. them. (laughs) I was thinking as I wrote this, like, that's a really stupid name. If he's Thomas the Train Engine, just call him Thomas the Train. You don't even have the engine up here. But it makes more sense now that's not called Thomas the Train Engine. (laughs) Okay. Well, Thomas the Tank Engine destroys their entire home. With those creepy (laughs) eyes going back and forth. Uh... I don't know how Cassie is. I'm like, I feel like she's too old, but that's because she speaks more eloquently than a child does in real life. So maybe she's not too old for Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, uh, okay, since I, I had no idea where to bring this up, so I wasn't going to. But since you're bringing it up, I am actually really curious how old she is. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I, I meant to look up how old the actress was when this movie came out to try and use that. But I, I, I was trying to do some math of like, wait, she really loves her dad, her Scott. Yes. But how long was he in prison? Like, how long has she actually known him? Um, ooh. That's a good question. I don't know how long he was yeah. in Plus, her um, mom is engaged to the cop guy whose name I can't remember. So Paxton. he's been in her life for a long time. She was seven during this movie. Okay. The actress? Yes. Okay. I found a thing. She was 10 during Ant-Man and the Wasp, and this is three years before. Okay. 
do you know how long Scott was in prison? I was thinking five years for some reason, but I don't actually know what the number was. Three years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So she, was, she four. was four. And her mom seemed decent enough to bring. So Scott saw her in prison and stuff like that. You know, visitation mm-hmm. rights. That's, that, like that's nice true. Lady. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. And she is really attached to her dad, who she hasn't had much contact with. But. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to go into the psychology because, like, I have no idea how that actually works. It's like, is it good? Bet I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Anyway, yeah. just yeah. was curious, like, how much of her life has he actually been around? So, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, to save this daughter that he may not know very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he decides. Uh, Scott decides to go subatomic to defeat the uh ye- to defeat Yellow Jacket. So we see him punching through a bunch of things, right? Uh huh. And it starts shrinking him like piece by piece, which is painful, most likely. <laughs> the uh-huh. director says, I think the director said this. It's he says it's not definitive that Yellow Jacket is dead. But looking at how he shrinks, it's pretty definitive to me that he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, At a minimum, I I mean, I mean, yeah, I I assume he's dead, but I'm trying to think like best case scenario for him. He's just super crippled somewhere in the quantum zone. Is that where they're going with that? The quantum realm. Yep. Realm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking about the quantum realm, we get Scott shrinking continuously forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Oh. Yep. Um, and we get a quick like silhouette of the wasp, um, which you see really quickly, and then he gets sucked into I guess other dimensions. Is it quantum? Well, I don't understand the quantum realm. Is it another I mean, dimension? Um. I don't really know anything about quantum physics, but... Oh, I'm not talking about quantum physics. I'm talking about Ant-Man. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> so in that case, yeah. Uh, kind of. I mean, uh, the little bit that I've, like, learned about quantum physics from a PBS special when I was, like, 12 mm-hmm. is that basically the rules there are super different and just just don't assume everything works the same. For example, in real life, walking through a wall, not going to happen. In the quantum scale walking through a wall sometimes so that's like literally the only thing i remember from that pbs special yeah Um, i know about that like some some things like if you observe it observe it i don't know if it's atoms or some type of quantum thing like quarks or something will move one way but if you don't observe it it will move another way uh i believe it's quarks Um, yeah atoms are bigger than than those things so something really tiny mm-hmm. but yeah it's like they can how i saw it illustrated which i know this isn't the way they do it because they wouldn't use a piece of paper but yeah <laughs> you could put your the piece of paper down and you would have quarks hit it and if you're watching it they will all rotate to go either left or right but if you don't observe it they'll split between the um whatever it's hitting and go both directions like it depends on whether it's being observed or not Hmm. And they don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. It's weird. 
another weird thing. He um Scott still hears Cassie when he's like smaller than quantum foam or however big he is. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a memory. I thought that was him remembering her oh, saying it? that as she okay. cuz I thought that's what she was yelling as he was shrinking. Well, yeah, but I assumed she was just still yelling it. But maybe may, that would make more sense if he was just remembering it. Because he did remember a bunch of other random crap. Yeah. So he uses his last enlarging disc after he threw like 47 of them out earlier. <laughs> and he regrows to regular size. To show that... um That Hank really didn't care about his wife because he didn't give her enlarging discs. Or he invented them later. One or the other. <laughs> Um, and we get uh, Superhero Landing number 39, uh, when Scott arrives out of the Quantum Realm, out of that portal thing he makes, uh, he lands in the Superhero Landing. Yay. Woohoo. And then uh, Paxton lets Scott escape, because he's a bad cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I was just trying to think, like, wait, he, he lets him escape, and... And then I kind of forgot, like, I guess the next 10 minutes of, of the movie where, where mm-hmm. they explain how Scott just gets away and, you know, because they lost the paperwork and all that. But Well, yeah, we'll talk about it. that in a second. All right. Uh, I'll be here waiting. Yeah. All right. Um, do, is there anything else about the final battle and all this Quantum Realm stuff that we want to talk about? No, you know, I kind of like the, the visual of shrinking down <sighs> to the Quantum Realm. And then mm-hmm. they, we didn't really get anything for growing but uh, it, it was kind of nice it, it was it was really cool because it made it look like he kept shrinking and everything was really changing and you know getting smaller yeah. and smaller yeah that's it all right so last part after escaping the quantum realm scott adjusts to his new life as a father and superhero so uh we get scott telling hank about the quantum realm and the fact that he doesn't remember the quantum realm which is weird, because as I told you, I watched the beginning of Ant-Man and the Wasp, and he definitely <laughs> remembers the Quantum Realm. <laughs> he has a dream that he's back in the Quantum Realm. So he remembers it. He's just lying to Hank right now. <laughs> but even though he lies, he still gives him hope. Like, lit- like you know, emotional hope, because he already has hope back in his life. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he's leaving, and Scott and Hope are making out in a thing that I really don't think they needed for this movie. I don't think we need Scott and Hope, like, really romantically involved at all. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought this felt forced. Like, it didn't really seem like there was chemistry between the characters at any other point during the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And definitely not in the next movie. They just bicker the whole time, from what I remember. Yeah. 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 Although, Scott does betray them and join Captain America. So, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they've got some reasons, but I have some other complaints about that stuff. So, we'll we'll get to that one in a few years. Yeah. Um, I do like how Scott tries to put it on hope. He's just like, con, <laughs> stop. Just grabbing me and kissing me. He's just like, smooth Scott. <laughs> Um, and then we get a uh, family dinner where um, Scott gets out of trouble because 
Paxton says there was problems with the camera and all the paperwork and that he didn't really escape. He was filed out legally because Paxton is a bad cop. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, so every so often, like uh, a different TV show will come on and, um, you know, the the main one that I like to think of for for this example was White Collar. So did you ever watch that? No, I have not. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Oh, okay, it was it was a fun show. Uh, it, it was one of those uh, escape con man gets caught again, and so he makes a deal to work with the FBI to solve cases that con men do. Sort of deal. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So the the officer, the FBI agent that he works with, was actually like, like only in like two rare cases, which were basically season finale sort of things. Um, he actually was always the do everything by the book kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And ever since that show, I always think like, man, like I, I understand why, you know, like even in this case, the cop was like, well, I guess he did do something good. But at the same time, I mean, he broke into someone's house and stole a thing. and I, I don't know. I feel like there are other ways to kind of get him out at a minimum. Hank probably has some sort of connections to 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 help with that, right? Like, probably. It, it just mean, feels like, uh, like you know, yeah, like what you said. He's a bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then we get to the end. Well, we find out that they're keeping this ant as a pet, which I feel is dangerous once his programming runs out. But whatever. <laughs> I don't know how dangerous <laughs> ants are. Uh, yeah, neither do I. I mean, at a minimum, something that size, like how how dangerous is its bite? Probably very. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. Alright. Well, we get um, a little scene with Luis. We get um, that someone is looking for Scott. Uh, we get a quick Stanley cameo and our first reference to Spider-Man, which apparently wasn't supposed to be a reference to Spider-Man. It was supposed to be like two different people who climbed walls and swung from stuff. And then they just combined it for because he was going to be in Civil War next year. Yeah, so I I meant to write down the things. So I, I forget what the lady says, the journalist, but she, she spouts out like three different things. She's, what was it? A guy that climbs, a guy that swings. Uh, what was a, guy that climbs, oh, a guy, a guy that, that swings, a guy that jumps. That jumps, right. So I, I figured, I, I had assumed that those were three separate people. And yeah, but everyone takes that as referencing Spider-Man because if you take all th- three of those things together, it is Spider-Man. Yeah, that's true. But... And also, who else has swinging as a superpower? <laughs> I assumed he was the swinging one. Okay, who? Has Which meant that I had no levels? idea who the other two were. Yeah, I have no idea who climbs. I really have no idea who jumps. Which yeah. she was referencing. Is she talking about like any hurdler? You know, someone who runs hurdles. Oh, okay. All right. She's really good at it. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess technically you can say the Hulk. He jumps. Well, yeah, but that's not the first power you think of when you think of the Hulk. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I've got nothing. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take she's the, referencing you know. Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. And then we get our uh, post-credit scenes. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, underlining the fact, because Wasp is about to get her um, suit, about damn time, I think she says. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, this would have been a lot, a lot easier if Scott could fly. 
<laughs> there yes. are flying ants, Hank. Stop being stupid. <laughs> he even has had the technology for a few decades because Hope's mom yeah. had that. Yeah. yeah, in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the 80s. Yeah. Okay, I could remember yeah, when it was. It was 80... 87. It was two years before the flashback at the beginning of the movie, which is 89. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. And then uh, we get the second post-credit scene with Cap and Falcon and Bucky, but I don't really want to talk about that because it's just a scene from Civil War, which we'll get to in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're done with Ant-Man. Yay! Woo! All right. Um, before moving on, I just had one last thing I wanted to bring up. Um, yep. So I don't remember if this was last week or two weeks ago, Tony, but you mentioned that you 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 were like, oh, why is Paul Rudd the character? Why is he Ant Man? Yeah, Scott Lang, yeah. all that. Um, I mean, I still have no idea. I don't. I, I didn't bring anything out. I enjoyed him in the end. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as this character, all that. I thought he, he worked out well. But uh, as I was watching this, I noticed the the credits that that came up. He he got a written by credit, so it was written by, really? and I didn't write down all the names, but there were actually four names on there. And so, uh, sorry, no, no, no. Uh, let me rephrase that. I wrote this down, or I said it wrong. He gets a screenplay credit for this movie of the four people. Um, he gets a written-by credit for Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't know what the difference is between the two, but yeah, he. I guess he had a, a part in, in that. Maybe it's one of those, like, once they start filming the movie and they change things. I don't, I don't know how that works, but yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, Joe Cornish and Edgar Wright, who did it originally. And then Adam McCann, Paul Rudd. The, uh... Who's Adam McCann? Amper- I know that name. He's the Sorry. director. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, right, right. He's he's a comedian, comedy director. Uh, Talladega Nights, Anchorman, the other guys. Those were his big ones before this. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Now he's... Not, or he produced uh, Vice, which is the um, Dick Cheney biopic that's nominated for oscars or was in the past because you guys are listening to this in the future but yeah (laughs) anyway yeah um so do we want to rank the movie yes sounds good to me all righty so um i guess I'm, i'm just gonna pull up the eh, you, you know what we're, we're at this list this is movie 12 um mm-hmm. I, I guess let's let's start with this let's let's do it a little differently um do you think this is top half or bottom half of movies and then we'll we'll list out what those are we'll we'll go from there i would put it in the bottom half what do you really think? you know well, looking see, it's, at the, it's hard it's hard uh, it's hard because i'm not looking at the list and you are uh yeah that's true um so, you know okay uh all right just I'll, read the list all right fine okay fine fine uh top to bottom guardians of the galaxy the avengers uh captain america the first avenger followed by avengers age of ultron followed by captain america winter soldier followed by iron man one iron man two iron man three then thor thor two and the incredible hulk i'm i'm still disappointed that captain america winter soldier is so low (laughs) (laughs) but anyway (laughs) I, i i mean I understand, but I still stand by my decision given where everything that above it ended up. But okay. So looking at this list, honestly, I would probably want to put it somewhere between five and seven. What what uh, would those be? 
So five is Captain America, the Winter Soldier, then Iron Man, and then Iron Man 2. So I probably don't think that this is as good as the Winter Soldier. So Thank you. I I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm debating, okay, do I like Iron Man more or or less? Uh, This is one of my least favorite um, MCU movies. Really? Really. I... Uh. And then Ant Man and the Wasp. I don't. This is a the aspect of the franchise I do not. I mean, I don't dislike <laughs> it, but I don't enjoy it. I would rather watch Incredible Hulk or Thor: The Dark World before I see this movie. Really? really? Oh wow. Okay. So I <laughs> I really liked it when I saw it the first time. Yeah. I don't think it has great rewatchability because mm-hmm. uh, like it's it's one of those it's all jokes and you just see them all coming. But which is odd to me yeah. because I see them all with Guardians of the Galaxy and that's still my favorite. But, yeah, huh. I just like um, yeah. I shouldn't I shouldn't bring Ant Man and the Wasp in this, so I'm going to keep that out. Of it. But I do <laughs> okay. have right. argument. I think I don't I don't like the director's style. I don't like Adam McKay's style. And really? I'm mature. Uh, back when I watched <laughs> Anchorman, it used to be my like favorite comedy of all time. But now rewatching it as a 30 year old man, not as much. I oh, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I uh I would put it to compromise. I would put it above Iron Man 2 but after Iron Man. I was actually you you've kind of convinced me to go down a little bit and I was going to think between Iron Man 2 and 3. It would basically make it number 8 in our list. Okay, I'll go with that. Cuz you know I'd okay. put it at number what 12. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So it is settled. It is now official that ant-man it's, it's is, canon it's, yes it's canon it's canon now that of the first 12 mcu movies ant-man is the uh eighth best movie all right i'm willing yeah. to live with that <laughs> all righty so i think we're good tony we we talked mm-hmm. a lot more than than usual uh do you have anything okay. else before we close it on out no i'm good all right perfect all right everyone so this was the completion of talking about ant-man and please join us next week when we are going to uh, go back to agents of shield so we're going to start talking about season three episode one laws of nature uh until then please remember to follow us on mcu rewind or sorry at mcu underscore rewind uh and please tell your friends your family your loved ones your friends, enemies etc etc yep yep fans family countrymen co-workers mm-hmm. random people on the street to follow us listen to us um you know add to our, our subscriber account etc uh and until then also please give us a rating on apple podcasts itunes which i think are the same thing or any of your other favorite podcast app uh, until then this has been the marvel cinematic rewind signing off have a marvelous day <laughs>